All right, Tucker, Tucker, Tucker. This is really important. This is really, really important, Tucker. Focus in. In this movie, there is a cover of the Pixie song, Where Is My Mind? And they always play the clip. Like, whenever something dramatic happens. So we're going to make things sound dramatic when we can and take pauses. That is your cue. You know what to do. everybody and welcome to another episode of so did you like it a film podcast to go with the thousands and thousands of other film podcasts but we're not going to be critics we're not going to be throwing numbers at you we're just going to ask at the end of the film so did you like it i am sir square and joined by always as my co-worker with my co-worker slash co-host i'm his parasitic evil twin with electric powers cause and as i get the teratoma erased from my body we must admit that we watched malignant this week Yes, we missed last week. We were going to do some stop-motion animation films. We even watched King Kong, but we never found time to record, and we honestly, like, it kind of just didn't seem right to be doing this yet. Like, there wasn't, like, a real interest for us right now. Uh, So we decided to finally pay you guys back for uh, Halloween and actually do a horror film, but I don't know why we chose this one. (laughs) Because you gave me the option, and I threw a hundred different movies at you, and I was like, have you seen this one? 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 Finally, came down to three movies. Uh, one of them I'd have to buy. The other one was on DVD, and I didn't want to bring out the DVD player. And I own Malignant <laughs> digitally. So I was like, well, there we go. So wait, wait, Kaz, are you telling me that we did this because you're lazy? Dramatic pause. Speaking of like the dramatic pause, I thought when I said I was your evil twin, I thought you were going to follow it up with it. And now I've got to cut out the cancer. <laughs> oh, I should have. Oh, my God. Okay, okay now I'm from the top. <laughs> I already forgot what I said. I don't plan these things in advance. <laughs> But yeah, if you want to, if anyone listening wants to feel the utmost disappointment in me, the other options were what were they? It follows or dead silence. We were in, yeah. I it was just a situation where I just came to you at work. I just I just came to you at work and was just like, yeah, you choose. Knowing full fucking well, I would leave the store having you listed hundreds of movies and not knowing what the hell we were watching that night anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I freeze up when I have too many choices. You gave yourself too many choices. Well, the problem was, I'm like, well, okay, if I think of a movie, I don't know, have you seen this one? And, like, <laughs> yeah. and it, instead of stopping there, I'm like, oh, another movie popped in my head. Hey, have you seen that one? <laughs> no. And that just continues on, and then it just became like a challenge at that point. I'm like, how many movies can I list that you have? It was movie? one of those weird situations where like, it's, it's really funny whenever we have these conversations about what we're gonna watch and like you ask me if i've seen these movies and i tell you no to so many of them you're like wow you haven't seen these movies and then i ask you about movies i've seen and you're just saying no over and over i'm just like man we had two very different childhoods didn't we (laughs) so anyway like (laughs) literally next week's movie i think was one of the one that you pick is one that i mentioned and you're like oh i have seen that that's amazing we should do that one and yet we watched Malignant. <laughs> yeah, we, we'll we talk about that at the end of the podcast just because it was funny how that conversation happened. But let's, let's, let's get into it. Let's get into Malignant. Let's get into, like, this fucking movie. <laughs> let's get into this Malignant like where some kind of recessed tumor pushed into the back of someone's brain. Oh, my gosh. I hate to say, but that's a spoiler alert. <laughs> Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I cannot believe so. that's the spoiler alert. Can we even just talk about the opening credits to this movie? Like, right after that, like, just like the badass line you quoted, let's cut out the cancer. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, a fucking just regular-ass doctor delivering, like, the cool guy line. As she's just getting ready to perform surgery. She fucking, like, shot the child with a fucking trank dart, too. <laughs> After they definitely did just like a, uh, a situation from 
uh, Jurassic Park, which is like the arm going through, just like, ah, shooter! <laughs> so, there's something funny about that. I don't know how valid this is. It's just something that I heard. It's one of those, like, hey, things you didn't know or things you mm-hmm. missed kind of thing on, like, you know, Malignant. And one of the things was the person mentioned that, like, I don't know, because Gabriel has to, like, break their break his arms and like use like you know whatever her name is like body backwards that he you know a lot of times when he like injures people he twists their heads around or he breaks their arms backwards in the wrong direction and so i was like huh you know that does happen more than once i don't know that this is a thing they did on purpose because nothing in this movie feels on purpose this movie is commendably devoted to not being consistent Hey, Cass. Yeah. Are you telling me this movie is lazy? I might have accidentally stumbled on some commonality here. No, no. You want to know what I want to talk about? You want to know what really important thing I want to talk about? An ox and a moon? Content. <laughs> Not an ox and a moon, because honestly, she comes and goes so quickly in this movie. Yeah, she's barely in it. It's... It's context clues. Let's talk about context clues. Let's talk about how we use context clues to be able to validate the ending of a movie or the ending of a story. So it shows that if you're really paying attention, everything there is for you. This movie takes that concept, but instead of using subtlety like you're supposed to, they use that concept, you know, that we've we've always come to uh, to talk about on this podcast, which is... When you write the word subtle, wrap it around a brick, and slap your fucking viewers' heads with it. Because <clears throat> first we start off with the surgery opening about cutting out the cancer. And then it's about a young woman. So we already know that that was something about this young woman. Or it has to be at some point. Because we're not stupid. Then they really show the head injury. Which is okay. At first you're just like, head injury. Got it, got it. But then it really hits you with this pixie cover song that you might be hearing in the podcast if our editor is really loving <laughs> us this time. You know what the name of this song is, Kaz? Where is my mind? Yes, where is my mind? And what what turns out to be the big twist again, Kaz? Her feet is in the air and her head's on the ground. Sorry, I was, I was doing lyrics from Where Is My Mind. I thought that's where this was going. I suck at context clues, it turns out. <laughs> no, this movie actually presents itself so hard for you to believe this concept. It is using context clues without even hiding them so many times because it knows it has such a tenuous grasp on being a film because or not being like a film but being like a film that is like between like fiction and reality i guess because Mm. apparently you can't just fully dive into the fact that this is a fantastical horror film that like something like this will never happen but you still tried to make it something that like hey this could potentially happen maybe kind of sort of like yeah Uh. Not really, but like, you know, it was just like, it really wanted to prove itself. It's like the opposite of what Christopher Nolan does when he doesn't explain his movies at all. James Wan really wanted to explain this movie and wanted it to work when it didn't really need to. It's so jerk-offy with the wink-winks and nudge-nudge. You literally have Gabriel just like whispering to her. He's like, you tried to forget me, but I've always been there deep in the back of your mind. And you're like, ah! Fuck you, Gabriel. (laughs) Um, That's also, there was another reference. I don't remember what it was specifically, but there was also another part where a character is like, oh, yeah, you know, got something on my, she's got something on her mind or something in her brain kind of thing. Yeah, or then like the situation where like she wakes up and there's blood on the blood on her pillow. Yeah. Oh, I just meant the wink, wink, nudge, nudge, jerk oh, yeah. kind of references. <laughs> like the ones where people are just like talking about it so casually. I was like, oh, look, we're giving it spoilers, but you don't get it, do you? Get it? It's like, come on, come on. <laughs> and I don't, I'm not trying to be mean about this either, because like, I don't know, it just felt like you, like it was trying to explain itself too. 
too much because like I by the end of it we didn't need that. When you get to the sequence where Gabriel just wrecks shop at the police precinct, you don't oh. care about logic anymore. It's just the most buck wild shit you've ever seen, you know? Like That's... Michael Myers be damned. Yeah. That scene is so glorious, and that final chair throw, magical. <laughs> Just so I, like, beautiful. I couldn't even, like, I, 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 I was like, all right, I'm pretty sure everyone has been spoiled by this movie in some way or another. Y'all probably have some idea, except one person surprisingly kept themselves unspoiled, which, impressive. Um, uh, but, like, uh, when that part came up, I couldn't help it. I said, are you guys ready to see the single most one-sided, fucked-up, de- like, demolition of a precinct ever committed to film? <laughs> fucking Gabriel just goes fucking ahead. And it's beautiful. It's actually... The, 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 the action sequence on it is actually not that bad. I say that because I recently, over October, watched, like, Halloween Kills for the first time. Yeah. The part where, like, everyone just kicks the shit out of Michael Myers, but then, like, the creepy music plays. He gets up, and he starts killing them one by one. It's like a black background, close-up shots of just, like, gore shots. It looks like it was on a soundstage or, like, the fucking ending credits to, like, an Injustice or Mortal Kombat. Like, when they're putting the credits, but they just show the fatalities and shit. Uh-huh. It was so weird and bad <laughs> and this one i'm like yeah you see him like flipping over tables jumping on shit fucking like grabbing or you know grabbing like a, a fucking like gun from someone throwing it at another one slicing a guy i'm like i actually dig that fucking fighting that fucking like final fight scene granted this is a guy who directed aquaman so i guess he has a bit of know-how on action sequences yeah what is that uh soul caliber character it has like the weird like snake like movement. Voldo? Voldo. This dude with this fucking Voldo movement, you know? Yeah. Like he's doing hardcore parkour backwards. He's using the body backwards. Which I also have to ask, does she not feel any joint pain from this when she wakes up? Because she has yeah. to. She fucking has to. I don't give a shit what you're trying to tell me here. No. I was- I was thinking about that around the time when, like, uh, uh, the the officer, what was his name? Kakoa was chasing after him, and there was, like, this whole thing where, like, Gabriel's jumping off from, like, balcony to balcony, and then, like, falling and, like, hitting, like, fucking, like, hip first on a concrete as they're doing this whole chase scene. And I'm like, there is no way she doesn't have aches and pains when she wakes up. Now she's fine. He and she by, I guess connection of same body and same uh, powers has a higher two minds one heart one body by i guess they have a tougher dexter or you know tougher body i don't know like they're just they're just <laughs> no gabriel is straight up dislocating her shoulders every single time and dislocating her legs. Like, there is no way her legs are not just, like, mangled by the end of this situation. Her muscles have to be torn. The way they are moving is just so buck wild that, like, you any small mistake, any fuck up, and, like, this body is They're done for. I don't, like, are you telling me that, like, Gabriel is using their mind powers to infuse the muscle with, like, some sort of supercharged bioelectricity since... Apparently they can control electricity, so the muscles are reinforced in some anime bullshit way. Are are we gonna go into anime rules to make this work? They're just built different. <laughs> Don't you fucking dare start with that shit. <laughs> They're just able to lift built a hospital bed. No, Gabriel no, was able to lift now, a hospital bed because now, of their anime powers. <laughs> I was gonna actually say I was gonna say here's a hole in my theory is the fact that like that head shove that her husband does her by the way very uncomfortable scene, um, mm-hmm. when he very when he they, yeah they do really well on making that like just absolutely just hor- uh, uh, hard to watch but like yeah I was gonna say his like head shove of her to you know the wall where she her head starts bleeding and wakes up Gabriel and all that uh, I was <laughs> like well, that would be a point against me but. He wasn't actually quite awake by then. I'm doing big air quotes. Uh, so maybe he couldn't give her the extra strength. I don't know. Yeah, and what was with that situation, too, where, like, she see throughout the film, she sees the visions of all the kills that happen and how they die, except her boyfriend. Yeah. She doesn't see that. She wakes up after he's been killed and then is attacked by Gabriel. Like, wait, what? Like, expl- I, that, that was a weird sequence because 
So did like a mental projection yes. of Gabriel like attack her I've, so like she would go into some sort of mental shock, pass out, and then he'd be able to take full control and really wake up again? Or like what? Because she that doesn't work either because Gabriel was already in control to be able to kill the boyfriend or husband or whatever. Yes. I've been waiting to go on a diatribe about this because the problem is they want to have their cake and eat it. And this is also why I said the astounding devotion to nonsense and like non non being non-committal to anything is kind of amazing in this movie because when she goes to kill the boyfriend, when he goes to kill the boyfriend, it's very hard to keep this straight. When he, Gabriel goes to kill the boyfriend, we have a scene where she can see herself outside yeah. of her body. That's that's a thing yes. that they establish later. I don't think that. Uh, yeah, I don't think that happens here for this one. She kind of does see it, but like no, she eyes, doesn't. Maybe? She wakes up. Yeah. No, it's not so she gets up. So yeah, she doesn't see this one now. So here's the problem. They present this very much like a ghost or demonic possession early on. They want you to think like, oh, what is this? Is there some kind of demon haunting here? Maybe that the cancer, quote unquote, that was cut out of the beginning. <laughs> um, maybe that was like, maybe that died after they cut it out. And so it's the ghost of whatever haunting your blood. You know, I think that's the, what they're trying to do, though. Really, when you're watching, you're like, wait, what? Okay, I guess. I didn't get that at all. Um, so. I mean, here's the problem is you go, I, I went into it kind of already knowing what the deal was with this movie, and I feel like every one of y'all came in knowing what the deal was, so I don't know what we were supposed to think it was, unfortunately. But we have the part where he's being stalked. The TV turns on. That's freaky. Uh, uh, the fridge door uh, opens. Which Gabriel has electric power, so that's cool. But a chair moves. Yes. And it's like, okay, maybe he was outside, just barely outside of view, and he moved the chair. Okay, fine. He goes into the kitchen. I think he's, like, face towards the window or something like that. And then the fridge opens. He turns around right away. There's no one at the fridge. And so then I think when he's going back to the couch, you see, like, the couch depresses like someone's in there. Or you, we see it, but he doesn't. But when he turns to look at the couch... You can see the impression of someone's ass just slowly rise up. And so it's like, okay, where's Gabriel? <laughs> Gabriel had invisibility powers only when they woke Does up? Does Gabriel have invisibility powers? Does his cheeks just leave a lasting impression? Which is a thing I wish I could say about myself. But let's move on. Gabriel ha is invisible and or a ghost at this point. No. No, no, because at first I forgot about the couch thing because I'm not going to lie. I was going to try to explain it. It's just like, well, maybe he like pushed a chair and then like hid behind the island in the island counter. Impossibly it was just fast, like, sure. and then when he looked away, opened the fridge and then was hiding behind the island, but would still like walk around like on their like, like crawling around. So it's like, hey, he can't see me. But then, yeah, the invisible yeah. ass cheek prince just fully destroyed yes. that now. The invisible ass cheeks present a problem. <laughs> Also, once Never again, it comes back I'd to what you were saying. In my life. <laughs> once again, it comes back to what you were saying. Where afterwards, yeah, she's freaked out like she's attacked by Gabriel. They do explain that he's able to like manifest what he wants her to see, but that is only ever shown to be like when she's asleep, mm -hmm. sort of. Once again, big air quotes. When she's asleep and Gabriel's out, the one being active and using the body, that's when he seems to uh, influence what she sees. Other than that, anywhere else, she doesn't seem to see Gabriel. She doesn't see her own body. No. Uh, oh, 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 no, wait. She does. She sees She sees it like she can see her hands and everything like her own body. She doesn't see it through Gabriel's eyes. She sees it through her own eyes and can see Gabriel. Yeah. But there is actually... Because it's technically her, but not... There's another scene, actually, where she's... Uh, after she's locked everything down and she looks out towards the streetlight, there's a streetlight and Gabriel's standing there. So she does see Gabriel again when she's in control of the body. So he has to be doing some mental projection bullshit there. Yeah, which, once again, that's the problem. Anything she can... Anything she sees, we can't exactly trust. And that comes up later for the ending. As well, because he's got super brain powers. Fuck, I'm t I, you know as as funny and dumb and trashy as it is, dunk on this movie. I think I'm actually talking myself. Into <laughs> <anymore>. <laughs> this is really stupid. The ash, the invisible ash cheeks are amazing, sir. 
I think you and I have two different impressions about the invisible ass cheeks and what they stand yeah, for. Yeah, it's oh, oh, they're so bad, they're so bad. But I'm, I'm kind of loving where this conversation's going. Sorry. But okay, that is one. It's another plus that I will give the movie about the, uh, with their vision sequences. I do like the effects of like the house melting as it's changing to the next, so, like what Gabriel was doing that night. And, like, her being tormented of, like, having to watch these, like, overall just brutal murders. But it yeah. does also lead to one of the most badass weapons I've ever seen for, like, a somewhat... Because this is, like, kind of also a slasher movie, I guess, at the same time. Because, yeah. yeah, apparently the doctor who, like, had the really badass line at the beginning, like, got an award, I guess, for something. And it was the super cool, like... I guess medical dagger representation stabbed through some sort of heart or something. So Gabriel just yeah. takes that shit out and sharpens it to the point to where it's like, this is like a Viking knife at this point. This is some brutal <laughs> shit that I'm kind of here for. I don't know what it is. Cause I know I've seen, I think like the helix of like, or there's like a helix. I don't know if it's necessarily snakes. This is a weird thing. This this weapon is amazing, and maybe someone can correct us on this. I would love it, actually. <laughs> but like, yeah, the dagger's like a spearhead with angel wings on the side and like a helix of snakes going around it. And Gabriel cuts off, they're like breaks off the snakes, sharpens it, and kind of has like the wings as part of like a hilt. And yeah, I agree. This is like one of like the coolest modern day like kind of signature slasher weapons. Um, I'm down for it. Actually, it's 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 badass. Yeah, when *Malignant 2* happens, it's just like it's just Gabriel on a quest to find this badass knife again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we already had that quest where, like, at one point she gets arrested. Jumping ahead, she gets arrested, and Gabriel's like on the phone while she's being interrogated. He's like using his powers, to, like call him on the on his own phone, and he's just like. I want my stuff back, and like the first thing he does, breaking her out of the fucking like prison, after he breaks her out of the prison, which we're gonna get back to that one. Uh, Ooh, he goes yes, and straight will. gets goes straight for the jacket he has, which is like a fucking jigsaw jacket bullshit, and then like yeah, gets his weapon. Yeah, I don't know where this guy's sense of style came from. I guess just like watching know, like. Yeah, I'm like loving it. it. It just like immediately <laughs> was just like, if I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna look fucking fly as hell. That's some spooky bitch vibes, and I am all for spooky bitch vibes. <laughs> I am going to be the nightmare they see before they die. I mean, yeah, it's kind of freaky because you see someone whose body's not w moving quite right coming at you, and all you see is, like, just hair in front of you. And maybe if they do see his face, because I think sometimes his face shows, like, when he's over the doctor, she can see through whatever projection she has, and she gets the big shot of like his weird hamburger helper face um, <laughs> as he's just like stabbing through her so like yeah sometimes the face peeks through but like yeah that's a freaky ass thing to see coming i was gonna you. say spaghetti bolognese <laughs> i just rewatched uh it and i remember finn wolfhart saying he's leaking hamburger helper <laughs> so that's that's why that came to my head no i loved it i think it was great but you know what also is amazing yeah. Even though, like, it's... It, they never... It's like the detective Karkoa, or Kakoa, is both, like, the greatest detective of all time and also the dumbest detective of all time. They are all the dumbest, but he puts in the literal footwork. He puts in all the footwork just to get it all wrong. <laughs> but there's also, like... The other lady, like Detective Regina, who I think describes him accurately, because when they get the artist sketch, which is a farce, like anyone drawing this, like, what the fuck are we doing? Uh, she looks at him and is like, so we're looking for sloth from the Goonies. 100%. She got it. She's right. That's what it looks like. She is right. She is 100 Like, sloth yeah. from the Goonies, but you know, with really he's... long hair. <laughs> we got the Alolan sloth from Goonies. <laughs> This version of, of Sloth from Goonies could walk down Fashion Week at Milan. Like, it would be beautiful. <laughs> and we'd all be there for it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people would die, but we'd watch it. You'd be walking backwards, too. You don't know what you're looking at. You have no idea what you're looking at, that, but it fucking works. It is you really have funny. You believe. When Gabriel does the walk, uh, the walk, now I'm talking about, like, yeah, when Gabriel does the fashion walk down the precinct <laughs> and starts just murdering, going ham left and right. 
uh, it's funny because that's the only time where they just were like, fuck it, we're just going to have... Because, yeah, they just show, like, you know, the hair covering the face for the most part. But this time they have, like, I don't know, like, some kind of molded mask or, like, latex of, like, uh, the main girl. What is her name again? Uh, they have her face. Emily, I think? Emily May, I think was her actual name. I don't remember what her... her, her... You you got it. You got it. Her real name is Emily Yeah, May. but I don't remember what her, her other name is. But anyways, yeah. Oh, Madison. There you go. When they have her sculpted face on the back of Gabriel as he's just tearing it up, it's so funny looking. Like... It's clearly a rubber mask, but like you know, it's it's it looks decent. It does look like her. It's just it sticks out. It's 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 uncanny valley kind of shit. I, I don't blame you for that. You are right. That that was some like hard. It, it could have been done better. Like I'm not gonna say I know how to do it better. I, I don't want to say that. But it's just like with the effects works we've seen, it was like they put a lot of they put a lot of work into the special effects and the effects for Gabriel. And then, like, when it came to that mask, they were just like, it's not something they're going to see often, so they didn't put as much work into it. When, you know... But there at least were some shots where you could tell where, like, it was just actually her pretending to, like, have... Like, her eyes are just closed, you know? Like, you could tell that, like, she was the one in the scene, and then it would switch back to the body double. Oh, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) I guess I guess. But, like, it very rarely would happen. I I, I guess when it was her and they kind of switched back and forth, I guess I didn't... It must have been passable that I guess I just kind of... Because, like, no, when... Looked right past it. When Gabriel's just going ham at the police precinct and you can see her face, it's just like, it's really funny. (laughs) It's very funny. Like, it does look like a mask attached to the back of someone's head. Which, by the way, kudos to the person who had to do some of this stuff backwards. Marina Mazepa is her name. Okay. That is the physical performer. I was just about to say, unless it was all, like, somehow digitally done to just turn someone around and make it look backwards, uh, which might still be the case, but still, all right, good kudos to her. Good job on that one. Yeah, no, it it was awesome. It was awesome. Gabriel's work was great. I loved the visions with Gabriel. I loved uh, watching their movements. And then, of course, like like you brought it up when uh, Gabriel run uh, after Gabriel kills the third doctor that was working on them when they were a child, and Detective Kakoa bursts into the apartment and they have their confrontation. Their movement was was just so much fun to watch. And then watching them like yeah. half mangle, half parkour <laughs> their way down. Uh, and then just like still booking it after being shot it was just it was good it was really good work it was very cool and visceral especially like like the dude doctor i don't know if was that the third one you were talking about or the, was the second one the the guy who died in his bed basically i really like that shot of gabriel just like constantly with the knife thrust just like right over him and it's like backwards i'm like doing a gesture of like doing it but like forwards <laughs> but like yeah seeing it happen backwards was just like so like and, like, seeing them also kneeling, like, the way you kneel forwards, but, like, the arm going backwards, it was so fucking just cool to see. That it effect. was a lot of, like, it was easy to watch it, and, like, there were, I, I didn't even notice it at first, you know? Yeah, yeah, I think that's why, because, because they did it so the, well. Like, just, they did it just so well. Uh, obviously, the person who was doing this work is a contortionist, so they're able to move their body in such different ways that make it like so they they did create a really cool villain in their movements it's just weird that they had like mental powers that didn't really do a lot yeah it's well i mean yeah all they did was just kind of fuck with the uh, the electronics. superhuman strength yeah and superhuman strength. yeah um so yeah. here's wh- well not like and not like superhuman as if like they're gonna be able to burst through a wall but yeah they did throw a hospital bed which one handed which is pretty crazy it's like a like a like a lesser captain america <laughs> lesser cap i like it this is discount there captain america if only gabriel was captain a hamburger helper and the american dream <laughs> um oh god we'd be in a Terrible fucked up scene. So, yeah, imagine imagine if Captain America did all these things, but he was like doing it like backwards. Like how, oh, how God. creepy would that be? Like I don't know if I can stand behind this cab. <laughs> it's only when it ha- like the, the like Captain like the Marvel zombies things happen where Captain America starts walking normal after being turned into a zombie. Yeah, just having the head twisted around, and everyone's just like, you know what? Even though th- I'm being killed by him, I like it better this way. <laughs> 
This works. I like it. I, I, all right. So you mentioned that, yeah, Gabriel's vendetta was coming by, coming in and killing the doctors. Uh, kills the first doctor. Successful. Oh, after killing the yeah. boyfriend. Kills the first doctor. Kidnaps a lady. Who we find out was Emily's first uh, birth mother, who gave them up, and so had a vendetta against her. Killed another doctor who was assisting in that, um, and then was there? Uh, you said there was a third doctor, Doctor Gregory. There you go. Um, so after killing all of them, I mean that was that was the whole thing was a vendetta against them for for, um, I guess trying to get rid of Gabriel and failing. So now is the part where I throw a twist. On Squarin, okay. unbeknownst to him, yeah. I went and saw Basket Case, <laughs> which is the exact same story of this. Oh, literally the same. Oh my god! Oh my I don't. God. I don't know anyone who knows or seen or heard Basket Case. It's this awful little gremlin monster thingy. What is the secret Dwayne is hiding in the basket? What's in the basket? Easter eggs? What's in the basket? Clothes. What's in the basket? Nothing. What's in the basket? My brother. What's in the basket? Open it. If you dare. Basket case. But the man, so get this. Maybe tell me if you've heard this story before. But <laughs> two conjoined twins are birthed. One of them not fully developed and deformed, sticking out of uh, of the fully formed twin, um, causing a lot of problems, telling, uh, whispering terrible things to his uh, formed, fully formed twin to do that are not good things to do. And so uh, not knowing what to do, the doctors decide, all right, look, it's going to kill the twin, but we're just going to, we're just going to, we're just going to cut it out. Separated. We're going to cut out the cancer. (laughs) (laughs) I just needed you all to hear in the raw how happy they are with this bit. So, and then after cutting it out, years later... This child grows up, and uh, the doctors who performed this surgery to separate the two start dying off one by one. And even, even a love interest of the main character, who is the fully formed twin, ends up dying somehow. Does that sound familiar at all? Because that's exactly what happens in Basket Case. Except, <laughs> I will say, Basket Case is a little bit... Uh, it's dumb and stupid and a bad movie in its own way. But, but in this, uh, it turns out the twins liked each other. They talked to each other telepathically all the time, but once they were connected, it only went one way. And not Gabriel, the name of an angel... Instead, the twin's name is Belial, a name of a demon, <laughs> uh, whispers to uh, our main character. And then, yeah, he t- he help- because he loves his brother, once he finds him, he keeps him hidden, hides him in a basket, uh, and then takes him to, uh, takes him to uh, each of the doctor's houses at nights where Belial goes and screams the whole time as he eats the flesh and bite you know attacks and kills all of the doctors and then yeah there's like a weird thing where like he's trying to move on have a life of his own but his brother's jealous so he kills the love interest and blah 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 they both die at the end which is nice i guess Uh, but there's a sequel so i don't care (laughs) (laughs) so yeah It's, it's a different set of twins wild bad shit dumb they're have the same plot Now, uh, you go ahead and ask me the question for Basket Case. So did you like it? Not really, actually. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, don't worry, it guys. We're not going to have to do an episode for Basket Case now. It has a certain level of 80 cheese that I do <laughs> like. It is goofy and weird, and people make no sense, like a, like an episode of Twin Peaks or something. People just say nonsense for no reason and don't make logical actions. But eh, overall, I was kind of done with it, like, within the first, like... Wait. Wait. Kaz, was this just a podcast yeah. within a podcast? Yes, we give you now. Now we offer bite-sized <laughs> podcasts within podcasts. Expect one every week. Next week, Squarin's turn. Oh my gosh! I there's a reason I've been avoiding Basket Case, and I think you've perfectly explained it. Now I really know for a fact I never have to watch Basket Case. There's more I can say, but this, sir, is a malignant podcast episode. So. Let's get at the... No, okay. Uh, <laughs> I will say, though, in both cases, for uh, Basket Case and Malignant, I don't think it counts as a parasitic twin. I think that's technically conjoined, but to a degree so much that it would probably have its own classification. I think. I don't know. Because a parasitic twin, I'm pretty sure, is usually absorbed in the womb and, like, Usually gone, but sometimes there's like a vestigial limb. Yeah. Has no brain, nothing connected to it. The the person living can't control it. Pretty sure that's a parasitic twin. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. But like this is because Gabriel has super awesome mind powers, also gets to grow half a body out from her spine. Yeah, it seems rather problematic cutting that off. I feel like she would have some health issues. Also, she would have scars, I would think. And I don't know about her and her boyfriend's sex life, her husband. I don't know what he was. But like, <laughs> I was about to. I was thinking to myself, is it tactful for me to bring this up about their sex life with these scars? I mean, he said like, okay, once again, it's very dark at the beginning when he's alive. It's much happier and dumb and funnier when he's dead. But when he's alive. <laughs> He tells her the line, I can't see another one of my children uh, children die inside of you. Meaning this has happened more than once. They've attempted to have kids. Thus, I feel like it's not all vanilla, right? It's not all just missionary. Granted, he looks like the Captain Flag kind of guy who's like all missionary, you know? But maybe Don't hurt his you would see, fuck that guy. <laughs> maybe you would see some scar tissue. On your lady. <laughs> I don't need the whole Gabriel gets his strength by feeding off of her children situation. I That made me wildly uncomfortable. Yeah, I feel like that was supposed to... Once again, the movie has no consistency. I think that's just a... Ah, that, that, that might explain it, sure. <laughs> I also think that line is really not really funny in in a way that the line is funny but more that like later on after because she says that and that's what snaps uh emily back to consciousness and uh, gets her able to fight snap back to reality damn all right keep going spit them bars no I don't want All to. right, coward. So, not for this movie. <laughs> All right, well, we, no, maybe in another we, episode. Not for this movie. When we watch Eight Mile, you have to do the whole thing. So. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Uh, so that that snaps her back to reality. Um, the insanity. So after that happens, she's able to control uh, Gabriel, sort of, and does the same mind tricks, and like he's. He sees himself shooting her sister, shoot, uh, strangling their mother or smothering her to death. And that all ends up being a mind prison. She does that to fool him. And in fact, she stopped herself or stopped her body and was that it, you didn't kill her. And then like later on, as it ends, like she's hugging her sister and her sister, she tells her, was like, all it took was realizing I had a sister all along. I'm like, wait, but the line she said involved your babies, not your sister. That's what worked. <laughs> All this time I've been searching for a blood connection, but that's never what the connection's been about. Yeah, I guess maybe. It's just my love for my sister. Yeah, it's it's kind of it. It's basically just a horror Frozen, right? Sister's got superpowers. Comes back when she realizes all you needed was the love of your sister. Also, I'm pretty sure it kills a lot of people. Uh, doesn't create life though. That's a problem. Do not make me slap you when we get into work tomorrow, dude. You're really pushing it right now. Fine, I'll let it go. Let it so, go. No, because it was working even better because I was just like, 
oh yeah, and then one of the sisters falls in love with dumb white cop, <laughs> Detective Kakoa. Detective Kakoa is not white. Uh, I don't know if this is a real thing. I feel like this is a real thing. I feel like this is a real thing, though. His name is Kakoa Shaw. There is also a Detective Shaw, I'm pretty sure, in Saw movies, which was also directed by James Wan. Uh, I don't remember which one. Uh, I think he's only directed the first one. But anyways, or actually, he might have done the first three. I don't remember. Anyways, point is, no. I'm so wrong. The actor who played uh, Detective Kakoa is uh, a comes from Malaysian, Chinese, and Greek uh, background. So I'm totally egg on my face. I fucked up. <laughs> Then I can just say with he's just boring. He's boring. He's a boring character. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty. Boring. I mean, but, well, but anyways, so of. his name is Shaw. There's also a Shaw in yes. Saw, and then in Dead Silence, the other movie we should have seen, which is also directed by James Wan and uh, written by Lee Winnell, I think. Um, the main bad guy's name is Mary Shaw. He loves this fucking last name. <laughs> God, he does. You know, I'm looking I'll it up. Bet, just James Wan has a kid named Shaw. I'll bet, I'll bet if we rewatch, uh, if we watched uh, Aquaman, I'll bet there's a character named Shaw in it. I'm just saying. <laughs> he has, I, I'm putting it down now. If he has a kid, the middle name's well, going to be Shaw. He uses his last name. I feel like maybe he knew someone. Oh, that could be true. Or maybe, or maybe wife's maiden name was Shaw. And on that, I'm going to bring up his wife. His wife, who is in the movie, That's right. is this quirky, weirdo, like, uh, forensic scientist lady. I don't know what her story is, but, like, yeah, she shows up way more than once. She's the only person who lives when Gabriel's going on a fucking tear through this precinct. Yeah, she even, like, hides. That's job security, baby. <laughs> yeah, she she's smart enough to hide. She really is. Like, I, I... But let's be real. Gabriel wasn't thinking about killing another person at that point. They were thinking about getting that badass coat back and the super awesome knife. Gabriel did do a lot of killing without the jacket and the knife before that scene. Let's Yeah, but it just didn't they did it, but it just didn't feel let's, like them. Let's talk you know? about this prison cell scene. <laughs> After Emily is arrested, which once again we'll have to get into that later. <laughs> when Emily is arrested, she's put in this prison cell. She does the whole "I'm not supposed to be here," which is kind of true because in the middle of interrogation, they get a phone call from Gabriel, who says, "Yep, I did it." Now you know, and you know, I'm gonna get my stuff back, and you know, you've got the wrong person, kind of thing. So they're like, "Well, we're talking to the murderer who confessed while she's in front of us." You know, seems like maybe she put shouldn't be put in jail, but whatever. They put her in jail, and the guard just leaves, I guess, as she goes into this all-women jail cell with a bunch of women who look like they're down on their luck. There is a lady there. Dressed like she's from the disco era, wearing like a leopard print, bell bottoms, afro out to here. Just, what era are you from, gal? <laughs> the era they feel so, most comfortable in, and that's the And then the like truth. A, another like hard as shit biker looking lady with like all denim. And what happens is these two ladies like start picking on her, calling her princess and shit. And everyone in the as they start beating the ever living shit out of Emily, because I guess you know she looks weak, so you know you beat up the weak one, I guess. And the, there's no guards. There's no guards to speak Why of. No one's stopping. No one's stopping the ever living piss getting kicked out of this woman as everyone just kind of steps, uh, you know, stands around and cheers. Like they, uh, well, if if Gabriel did not step in, she might have died. Yeah, then Gabriel she starts like ripping the back of her head, like the skin on the back of her head open. As Gabriel just pokes it, pokes out, does a whole peekaboo bullshit. I'm going here's Gabe. Uh, <laughs> I knew coming. you were gonna say that. Uh, and then, yeah, just murders every one of these women. And the last one to go down is the biker chick who beat the shit out of her as Gabriel uses as her human shield. The officer, being as well-trained as he is, unloads bullet after bullet into the back of this woman that she's, he's using as a, uh, 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 human shield. 
with his arms through the the fucking bars so she can grab his arm, pull his face into the bar, knock him out, and get free. It is a baffling scene. There's a lot of blood as Gabriel leaves, and I would have actually loved it if Gabriel would have been peekaboo. I see you, and like, like the rip, the skin rips apart, and everything. They come through the skull a little bit with their fucked up teeth and eyes, and you're just like, eh. Gabriel never talks outside of electronics, though. I think, and in yeah, in her right, own mind, because he projects his thoughts. Yeah. Um, that is funny, though, because Gabriel does have one eye. And you know what happens? I said at the beginning as we were watching this movie, because I remember thinking it when I first watched this movie, they, they, as a child with Emily, when they're cutting out Gabriel and pushing the rest of, like, I guess his, part of his face, and yeah, I guess... They just push him I, into the skull. I, part of his face and their conjoined brain, they leave his eye, one of his eyes... As they push him back into her skull and seal that bitch closed? Why? <laughs> Why leave the eye? Why leave the teeth? Why leave the teeth in her brain? <laughs> Why not sew them out? Has she never had a CAT scan since then? Probably not. I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> so... I mean, yeah, maybe she isn't the kind of person, even though I think she's an, uh, she works at a hospital. I don't know if she's a nurse or doctor or whatever. She works at a hospital. She gets her skull bashed in, and then she just kind of locks the door so she can, like, not be abused anymore. And then she just decides to go to sleep. Like, maybe she's not the kind of person who takes her own medical care into consideration. Like, you know those people who are caretakers. They take care of people, but when it comes to them, they don't do the, they extend themselves the same courtesy, which, by the way, unhealthy. Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself, um, please. Uh, <laughs> so maybe that's that's just the kind of person she is. So maybe anytime she may have had a headache or, you know, for some reason could see the back of her skull. Uh, <laughs> she just never went to get checked. Yeah, and, like, if there's more, if it's such, like, a big part of her mind, too, like, there's an actual face, like, if they would have seen a scat, CAT scan, it's just like, hey, your brain is really pushing up against the back of your skull. Do you not feel any pressure? <laughs> it's like chewing on some of the fluid back there. That's concerning. It, like, we're seeing some teeth marks. Like, you would have yeah. assumed he was some kind of uh, malignant tumor. Oh, or something. <laughs> yeah, I felt bad saying it. Um, and he would have done something about it. I don't know. It's it's like I said, this movie is committed to not making sense. It's so dumb. <laughs> so do you want to talk about how she was arrested? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Remember that lady I said, audience, listen. Listen, here, go ahead, sit on my lap. <laughs> you remember this lady I was talking about earlier that she had kidnapped instead of killing, or sorry, Gabriel kidnapped instead of killing? Uh-huh. We have, a, like, a weird scene where she wakes up, she's, like, chained up or tied up to, like, a fucking, like, ad in, in a, uh, to a ceiling on an attic somewhere on the inside, like, cross-style, like she's, like, being hung on a cross or something. With a big industrial fan, and by God... Very big. We'll get to that fan once again. We gotta come to that one later. <laughs> we gotta talk about the fan. But yeah, she's hung up there, this big industrial fan. Turns out it's Gabriel's workshop. That's where he sharpens the blade and knocks off the snakes. And uh, I don't know. Other than that, he just like menacingly talks to her through like electronics mm. or something. Telling her not to escape. Um, that happens very early on in the movie. And then uh, as more and more murders are happening and Kokoa, hey, Kokoa does figure some stuff out. He figures out that these doctors are all like worked on uh, Emily back when she was a patient for them. So he does something. He figures out a little bit. And also believing the sister kind of leads them to some clues. You know what? I'm going to give Kokoa more credit. You know what? I just, the problem I have with Kokoa is that he's a competent cop. And sometimes you just don't see that, you know? He's a little milk toast. I'll say that. But like, yeah. Other than that, you know, he just he, needs, he needs a little spice in his life. Him and Regina figure some stuff out. They do. 
uh, eventually. Do. Not in time to save anyone, surely. But anyways, uh, so yeah, as they finally are starting to figure things out and they come to question or they come to talk to uh, um, Emily, uh, I think with her sister there too. Uh, yeah, they, they're about to leave after their interrogation. They figure out whatever they can, but they, honestly, it's not shit or it's not much. Uh, I think they even have a, uh, a, a hypnotist there with them. But let's not even bother. Yes. We're, we're <laughs> yes. not coming back to the hypnotist because we're we can't. not. Who gives a shit? As they're this about is some to, insidious bullshit. As they're about to walk out the fucking door, the lady up at the top like is able to break free of her bonds. And as she's like walking around confused in the attic trying to get her bearings, she just fucking falls through the roof, through a table. It looks fucking painful. And so, yeah, that's when Emily is arrested. And we find out that this lady who was kidnapped was her birth mother. Ah! Oh, sorry. I should have said that more dramatically. <laughs> was her birth mother. I, 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 <laughs> so this industrial fan... <laughs> This is this is more important than the industrial fan, I swear. Okay, okay. The industrial fan, where? Where on the outside? Because we get shots of the outside of this house. Where is this? I don't know. Because as I, you could say, like, oh, maybe it was in the back. But where she falls through, they're walking out the front of the house, and it's near the dining room. Yeah. So it's not on the front from the exterior. And if it, I mean... Homegirl lives in Seattle, man. It's like it's so rainy there. Like, there's no. It's just an open fucking wall with an industrial yeah. fan. Hey, hey. What is this? Hey. You want me to make this make sense? Go for it. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, okay. Because, and I don't. I accept this because none of this house makes the fuck any fucking sense. This this quick, house is impossible space. We get a shot of the exterior. And it is like a narrowish kind of house. Maybe go a bit long. It's long ways, but like it's kind of narrow. And we get the immediate interior, and this this house is like three different rooms wide, with just the living room being big enough to be like the width of this house. Yeah, this house's layout makes no sense. From like I, I just I I keep thinking about the outside of this house, and then the inside shots, and then the attic shots, and I'm just like. What house? It's like seven houses put into one house. Yeah, they do a wonderful. It's actually a very beautiful, like uh, overhead shot from the house, and it's like you see all the interiors, but it's shot overhead down at her as she's running away from Gabriel. I believe it's the first time, and you get to she goes through all these different rooms, and it's just like, how? How did you fit all of this? It's the TARDIS of houses. <laughs> kind of felt like some of the scenes from Hereditary. Oh, really? Did they do the same thing? I think they did. Yeah. It's been a while. I've, seen it. I've only. Oh seen no! It. Just like that kind of also like the impossible space. But without getting into hereditary, I'm talking about what I wanted to talk about was um. I love how also while we were watching this and we were the when the house came up and we were talking about the spacing of the house, I was just like, "Isn't this the house from Insidious?" And you were like, "Isn't this the house from The Conjuring?" Yeah, I think it's like the house from Conjuring too. Because I was like, "Oh yeah, like, right there where the like, TV is." That's where the old man in the rocking chair was. Over there is where the ghost put her on the lady on the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I was thinking to myself, like, this has to be either Insidious 1 or Insidious 2. This deals with the first family. This is where the house is from. <laughs> I was so sure of it. It was just like one of the Insidious movies is like shot in this same house. I Yeah, I, th I think they just. Can we also like, wait, why do we have? No, wait, sorry. Make your point before I get into this. I didn't have a point. Go on. Why did we go to the rundown asylum when it actually, like, yes, we got information and they got the, they found out more about Emily May and her past and Gabriel and all that and how he was like, you know, conjoined twin and is that like, where, teratoma I think, and all that. I think, is that where, she, no, I was going to say, is that where she found the tapes? But no, wait, yeah. no. Yeah, that is where she found some tapes because I was like, wait, no, the mom had the tapes. When the mom only had the tapes once they adopted her. But her sister found some of the tapes of the doc, you know, the doctor's records and all that stuff. So, yeah. Why did we have that sequence when nothing happened there? Because, actually, that is really funny because, like, they even have a moment where she's, like, going through and then there's, like, a weird bang somewhere behind her. And then I think lights flicker or something like that. And you're like, oh, no, is Gabriel there? But Gabriel literally can't be there. Uh, so it's like, why? Then nothing came of it. <laughs> Because, like, the, and I think they figured that out, too, because it's just like, I don't think we can do anything here. Because if we throw something out here, it's just going to be like, 
what there's like a a, a a drunk homeless person that attacks her or something like I, I i don't know what we could throw here i don't know what we could do um i just had this really cool it was just like it, it was like a sequence of like i have this really cool asylum we can shoot yeah at, yeah and i will yeah. make this work we have the simian hospital that's a fucking Castlevania fucking, uh, like, Oh, my asylum. God, that's right. I totally forgot it looked like fucking Dracula's like, on castle. On the outside, it's, like, a, it's like a, on, like, by a river with the moon shining at it or surrounded by a forest. It is fucking secluded as shit. Outside Edge of it, a cliff, you know? Well, that's the thing. On the on the outside, when we get two shots of it from the outside, we're just like, oh, okay, yeah, like, it's just, it's a, by a river. It's very close to a river. That's weird, but whatever. Probably not structurally sound, but whatever. That's fine. You do you, do you uh, Simeon Hospital, which I keep calling it because it was funny. It has nothing to do with monkeys. It's just a funny <laughs> name uh, that they gave it. Um, but then we go, like, and, and that that's fine. It just looks like it's riverfront property, I guess. I don't know. And then we go to the shot of, like, her sister parking uh, to, uh, to to get in the hospital. And it's suddenly by a giant, like, cliff, like a big drop-off. And Homegirl parks really close to the cliff edge. I thought something, like, when I first saw it, I thought something's going to happen with that. Like, that's going to, like, go into the water, over the cliff. Surely. Guess what? No. Nothing. It doesn't lead to anything. None Nothing. of this leads to anything. It just gets some tapes. And it's just like, why? Weird. Why did we make it look like Different Dracula's shot. castle? Yeah. Why why did we make it seem like the car is going to fall off the cliff or maybe someone's going to push the car off the cliff? Why do any of this? What was the point of all this? Like it could have just been a rundown hospital. Like all you needed was actually like a rundown hospital shot of her showing up at the hospital. And if nothing's actually going to happen in the hospital, then we don't really need to see the inside of the hospital. But no. It was just, we had this really cool abandoned asylum looking set, <laughs> and we're gonna use it. Yeah, yeah. Why? What's the point? Why was the sister an out-of-work actress who dressed like a princess to come visit her sister? <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's so weird. She works at like a themed restaurant or some bullshit. Oh my god, dude. I... Uh, and so yeah, she dressed like a fucking princess. Why does the sister climb into the second floor window? Because she can't get a hold of her sister, th- or she can't get through the door. Why not knock? Use a doorbell. Whatever. No, she climbs to the window. Why? Why, sister? Why? I I was just about to complain. I was like, why does the mother work at like a a ban- like a, a a museum that's an underground abandoned part of Seattle, uh, that was built over? But I think that's actually kind of metaphorical for Gabriel, something that was buried. Yeah. Underneath and yeah. yeah. So actually, you know what? Keep that one. That was nice. You can have that, that nice. movie. I also want to say, I, give, I I give this to you. I also want to say, again, really like great work on Gabriel for this movie. This movie put a lot of good work into Gabriel. While the concept is kind of weird, the style they gave Gabriel was really good. Yeah. I think yeah. that. I think that's what's going to stick with me the most. So, Cass, that's me. Did you like it? You know what I kind of do? In a, like a weird trashy way. Like I like like those goofy weird trashy movies and uh I hadn't seen Basket Case by the time we saw it and after we fought, uh, saw it someone had said, "Oh, it's like a much better Basket Case." And I would say they are both uniquely stupid in their own ways. <laughs> but I kind of like some of the things that this movie does. It's baffling, but it's kind of amazing how James Wan did uh, so well with Aquaman that a studio said, you know what, here's some money. Go ahead and go wild. Do what you want. And he took that as a challenge. Yeah, he did. <laughs> it's kind of. The, the result is oddly and bafflingly amazing. Square. <laughs> yeah. Did you like it? No. Do, 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 do. Ah! <laughs> no, I I had fun watching this movie with you, and I had fun with everybody else who was in the chat. But I I found myself more just confused and baffled throughout the entire film. A lot of times when I'm just asking myself, what, why, how, huh? A lot of that, and a lot of just like I. I knew what they were trying to deliver. I just, for me, it wasn't working for some reason. I was just kind of like, I just can't take any of... Th- 
it tries to take itself seriously at some points, and I can't take it seriously at these points. And just the beginning already threw me off with, like, to cut out the cancer, epic intro music, and then sad woman in Seattle. It just was so much to, like, go through that I just felt like you, as you put it, like, it, it comes, it was like, you know, he did Aquaman, and they gave him money, and this is what came out. For me, it's like, this is a man who just did Aquaman, was given money, and was just like, how do I make the Aquaman of horror films, I guess? Like, which is like a weird, batshit concept. <laughs> and and then, like, it, it almost kind of copied, like, it, they wanted to throw more action in it. It was like, James Wan went for, for a whole different horror style here that... I don't know it just kind of made me miss old james one a little bit i just i i i know I, th- this might be a hot take but i liked insidious I too but there's a whole part in city of insidious that uh when people tell me about i must have just deleted it from my brain because i do not remember it's the where it shit goes off the fucking rails uh and and I just don't remember it. And I'm like, fuck, I remember liking Insidious. I don't remember that part. Did I just delete that from my brain? What the fuck? Now, I, I just want to say, though, like, people should definitely, even though if I didn't like this movie, people should definitely give this movie a shot. You should watch this movie. <laughs> I was. Like, uh, just try this movie if you haven't seen I it. I was going to add a bit, I'm going to add a bit of an addendum to my opinion on it. And that if you want a coherent version of this, Basket Case has a linear, easy-to-follow storyline. That is such a wild fucking thing to <laughs> say right now. I cannot believe I just heard that. It is it is not confusing. It is straightforward. <laughs> and, and also part of this addendum, I will say, this was my second watch of this movie, and going in, knowing every bit of it and all the things... It's what kind of made me enjoy it a little bit more was knowing, oh, this is so off the rails. Wow, you really just went with this. That's amazing. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> why? Not amazing in that it was good. <laughs> amazing in like, wow, there was. N- it's the Star Wars prequels problem where, like, no one said, hey, maybe not. <laughs> nope. Nope. Okay. Yeah, and so yeah, it was it was it was astounding in 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 so many absurd ways. A lot of people, you have to realize, like executives said yes to this movie and yes to the concept, and we're just like, yeah, yeah. So many people had to say yes for this to go through. I mean, the test audiences had to say something, right? Who's the editor? Never mind. Let's not throw anyone under the bus. <laughs> Guess what you got going on in your life? So we're done with spookies, but we're not done with spookies. Aren't done with us. Uh, we're gonna I finish. Uh, Resident Evil Umbrella Chronicles. We're gonna f- do a date night on Mondays with Bubs, where we're gonna do. Um, the, we're going to finish the quarry and go into uh, Umbrella Chronicles. So lots of Resident Evil in my future. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do once I finish Fear, which is another thing. Then I'll go back to regular non-spookies. And then Nan's going to finish Guardians of the Galaxy and his quest to finish the Monsty Hunties. Nice, nice. Uh, on that, we do this on Fridays. Normally, we have our schedule has been fucked up. Uh, by wacky shenanigans, um, and what we I'm usually a, it's my fault, guys. Sorry. Usually do this li- a podcast live every Friday on Second Response Channel. That's twitch.tv forward slash the number two nd and the word respawn all together. Uh, and then I'm joined by the uh, ever, ever, ever uh, heroic, better twin, uh, Sir Squarin. At twitch.tv forward slash Sir Square, and that's Sir S Q U A R I N. What do you got going on? Uh, my channel has been in a little bit of like a strange flux with what's been going on. Right now, I'm playing Dead Space and Batman Arkham Asylum, and I'll be doing some fun stuff like uh, playing Undertale for the first time. I'm going to be doing a Bob Ross stream with some other people while we play some horror games together. But mostly uh, November is going to be hopefully when, by the second half of November, 
Dungeon Daydreams will be coming back, which includes you, uh, the other brother from Second Respawn, and our buddy Digibubs86. And um, another D&D series I do uh, with One Shots with a bunch of other streamers is going to be starting up again as well. So if you like D&D content, that's really what the back half of my November is looking like. Nice. And uh, this, this podcast comes out edited every week by the amazing uh, Tucker. Uh, you can follow him at uh, on Twitter at Tucker Wins or on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv forward slash Tucker underscore wins. He plays chess. He plays Fortnite. He talks about what's going on, reviews Taylor Swift albums. He does whatever he wants. It's pretty fun. Um, but he puts in a lot of work every week, so you can find this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Amazon Music, just a lot of places where you can find your podcasts. And if you like it, if you enjoyed the episodes or there are certain episodes you like, please feel free to share it. You know, a lot of uh, a lot of our growth comes from word of mouth. So if if you do like it, please, please feel free to share it with people you might think also enjoy it. We know there's a lot of film podcasts out there, but we really appreciate you taking the time to uh, listen to us every week. Um, so like we said, we messed up. We didn't we're not doing a study of stop motion animation right now. And uh, it's really funny because one of the movies that Kaz suggested this week was Shin Godzilla. And then we went with uh, Malignant. And then by the time Malignant was over, I was going, I uh, said to Kaz on the call, I was like, hey, so you know today was Godzilla's 68th birthday, right? <laughs> so to make up for that, next week we're going to be checking out Shin Godzilla, which is one of my absolute favorite films. Oh my gosh. I'm very excited to watch this movie and talk about it next week. All right. It's time to cut the podcast.